Welcome back, everyone. We are, and I can't believe I'm saying this, on session number 10, and it is absolutely incredible. I am so, so excited to unleash this incredible episode to everyone, and not just because we've officially hit double digits, baby. Episode 10, cannot believe it. It's truly a dream come true. But I cannot imagine me having another person that is so unique and down to earth and humble and courageous as this man, Marino, who you will meet here in just a few minutes. Um, I've had the pleasure, as you'll hear, to get to know Marino through Jeff and Kathleen, um, mutual friends, uh, basically brother-in-law, cousin-in-law, however you want to say it, but our cousins, um, through Jeff's immense and massive friend group, one of the gems that Grace and I have connected with over the past few years has been Marino. He's always been um, someone who I've been able to connect, as you'll hear, with music. He's a musician for many, many years now. Grace and some friends actually went to go see him play just recently and absolutely shredded the guitar. We will definitely be posting that clip. But throughout these past, let's say, two to three years, Grace and I have always talked between us that Marino is someone we've always wanted to get to know even more. Of course, at parties, drunk or not drunk, under the influence or not, Marino is always willing to kind of take that deeper step into a conversation. And if you don't know, Grace is very much relate, can relate to Marino in that sense. So they've gotten into a lot of deep conversations, but I haven't had the pleasure to have a truly in-depth Marino-centered conversation before. In session number 10, as you'll hear, I'm very fortunate and we are all very fortunate to hear what an insanely adventurous life this man has had from a young age all the way to now he's traveled he's done extreme sports from snow to sand to sea to lakes everything that you can imagine he has been fortunate enough to go through his life and learn so many lessons at such such a young age from being born living in Mexico, living in Southern Arizona, not Washington, as you'll hear a little tidbit about that, but living in Southern Arizona, then going to Alaska back and forth and just doing these amazing trips, very off the grid, um, very unique to his life that I've yet to ever hear anyone else talk about. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy session number 10 of At My Age podcast with the one and only Marino. So, yeah, I was super nervous when I was a guest, but it's fine. Cheers. Yeah, We're doing it now. Yeah, yeah. thank you for being yeah, in our yeah. hot, hot yeah, house because sure, we don't have insulation. Yeah, in Arizona, two-story house, we realized that, A, your electric bill is insane. Yes. And, B, uh, it does not come to the first floor that often. No. It's very either really hot upstairs or super cold upstairs, yep. and it sucks dick. But yes. we'll make it work. Single yes. pain. Let's um, go, baby. Okay, so... Marino, thank you so much yes. for coming by. Absolutely. Love you so much. Yes. Uh, we've gotten to know each other over like the last two or three years, which has been absolutely incredible through the Jarvis. Yep. But 29, you were October 1st is your birthday. Yes. So going into 2010, so 2009, 2010 yeah. era is what we're talking about. You were 29. And to kind of set the scene, we looked up some facts. 
Um, Barack Obama just got reelected, mm -hmm. so there's a nice little tidbit. Yeah. The housing market just crashed. Yeah. So we're Fresh. like, yeah. everyone is freaking the fuck out at this point. Yeah. And some bands that I think are up your alley. When I typed in punk, it gave me like Green Day and stuff, which we'll get to. Yeah, no, it was metal time. Man. Right. Was, yeah, yeah so I was going to say, disturbed. you had to actually look metal bands yeah, up. Yeah, Disturbed, Slipknot, that Psychosocial came out that year. Yeah. Um, Breaking Benjamin is really hot. Mm. So yeah, I was definitely more into like Children of Bodom, Kill Switch Engage, that. Okay, those so guys, metal. That's when those guys were actually putting out a lot of their stuff. God, Kill Switch yeah. Engaged. I haven't heard of them forever. Yeah. Those guys, um, they're, still, they're still doing pretty good. Too. They are? Yeah. yeah well, still, still the, I'm sorry. They're still the black and, singer. And yes. No. No, change. Jesse was the original. Okay, so that's why I bring it up. Yeah. I too was in that era where I was really into drums at that point. And so Kill Switch Engaged, Lamb of God, um, Lamb of God Dream crazy. Machine, yeah. all that kind of vibe was really up my alley. Yeah. Um, well, and that time was like Ashes of the Wake had just come out after around that time. Yes. And like, yeah, there was a lot of really, really. And what's stuff. crazy is, I guess now you would know a little bit more, but are they still like, like you just said, they're touring? Are they still coming in with like a big group or is it fading a little bit? It definitely has changed. Yeah. For sure. Those guys will still draw like at the marquee level cool. real easily. You know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it's not like festival style, like auction. And, unless it's like the. Slipknot tour or things like yeah. that. Like there are tours that do really well, but it's not like it used to be because there was a bunch of them that would come around Mayhem and Sounds of the Underground and there'd be like 15, 20 bands. Isn't that crazy? That's it like, was around um, that time. It was huge too. Like I think I saw Dragon Force. Oh, really? Through, yeah. With oh, like cool. a big, with Sounds of the Underground and Guar and like all this. Guar. Stuff. Okay. So <laughs> they're still touring. Do you guys know who Guar yeah. is by any chance? Uh, I do not listen to rock music. Um, <laughs> okay. Empire, <laughs> Empire Records. When he's flipping out in Empire Records, he's watching... Oh, Guar video. Guar video is insane. So yeah. Guar started, how I got introduced to Guar was Bam Margera, and he was really oh, yeah. involved in them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, so Guar is, is this gnarly rock band, and they shred, but they're in these massive costumes, for lack of a better term. Yep. Like, no joke, one looks like a big alien. There's another one that comes out on stage, and she's like, I think it was Hillary Clinton for a little bit. They have, was, yeah, she's yeah, Heimstra somewhere. Yeah, Heimstra, so she comes out with these big boobs and they spray like red blood through her boobs. Oh yeah, no, they spray stuff all over the crowd the entire time. Like it's the address as Hillary Clinton. And you buy like white shirts and so then you go to the show and then you get sprayed this stuff. <laughs> oh my God. And then yeah. there's like total like executions on stage. And, like, it's insane. Yeah. It's a full yeah, theatrical, it's, like it's crazy, yeah. but they just it's were like Alice Cooper on steroids kind of thing. Yes, or Ozzy Osbourne back in the day biting off bats who may or not be real, but... Uh, that was allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, yeah. Good call. This podcast should be called Allegedly, yeah. but we'll talk yeah. about that later. Um, apparently, they were fake bats on stage, but someone threw a real bat, and he was just crunching on them. And getting that's after the story. it. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. And now, and I was just listening to that 98 KUPD station, and they were always joking about how he and other bands always go on their farewell tours. Oh, yeah, God. The first one from Ozzy was in 1992. Yep. And the how guy, many has he done since? Like, uh, he keeps touring, and he yeah. can barely sing. Like, he can't even talk, oh, but he just goes Atlanta. on tour, and people still buy tickets. I saw tickets. him a couple years ago with Black Sabbath's final tour for the third time or whatever, and he was all right. I mean, yeah. How much is it a track? That was a while ago, though. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, <laughs> was a couple years ago. That's a buy one, get one yeah. ticket. Yeah, you know? so get setting right the close. stage with all that music, you mentioned in the forum that you were moved to Phoenix at that point and you were jamming yeah. in the local scene. What I does that mean? I just kind of started. That was actually when I started my, the, the first Phoenix band. At that time, I had met a friend. I, we were... We both lived in Flagstaff, but didn't know each other. I, I worked at a kitchen with his brother. <laughs> and then I'd always heard that he was a really good guitar player. And then uh, I moved down here, and I met him, and he was freaking unreal. No way. What yeah, was his name? So, uh, Jaime. Jaime Daniel. Jaime? 
Yeah, he cool name. Yeah. yeah, what was the yeah. band band's name? Uh, we were we ended up being failed reason. Failed, failed reason. reason. Yeah. How'd you come so, up with that? Uh, it was actually a buddy of mine came up with it. Cool. Yeah, and he was just like. He said something like, oh, what's the problem with humanity? It's like, they failed to reason or whatever. It's some joke It's like always that. one yeah. of those. <laughs> and I was kind of like, you know, that's, that's sounds, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, and FTR, those are good letters. Great, you know, yeah. So for, Looks you know, good making like logos and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, can you pull this mic a little bit closer yeah, to you? Um, you can pull it down, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be comfy. You're here, baby. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, how did you get into playing in. guitar? Playing guitar, I've, I've music was around, like, my entire, like, youth or whatever you know mm. there was tons of music we had guitars around the house we had a hammer dulcimer all sorts of th so i was always kind of exposed to things but um when i was a kid my dad got me into Jimi hendrix and i really got into hendrix and then i got into like punk stuff and grunge cool and so i basically learned i was like first generation internet baby learning nirvana mm. songs on with tabs, tabs off the internet. Oh, totally. Okay. That was yeah. like when they were first available, like yeah. in like 1993 or yeah. whatever, 94. Just dots with strings. Yep. Just <laughs> ready totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah. And then started learning, started playing like punk songs, started a little punk band back then. And, and where then was that? that? That was in Alaska. I grew up in Alaska. No way. So yeah. how long, what part of Alaska? Anchorage. Anchorage. So I oh, yeah. I really want to talk about Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely want to talk Great about leeway. that. Um, but before we get to your born scenario, yeah. what drew you to Jimi Hendrix and that kind of guitar? Like That was all my dad's stuff. Really? Yeah. My dad introduced, yeah. And he actually had Live at Monterey, the tape. Wow. Which is like his breakout, like the, the big and, one. Yeah. yeah. And so I was, you listen to it, and at the very end, there's all that, just like crazy. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I hated that part. Like, I didn't get what the hell was going on? And I asked mm. my dad what it is. And he's like, oh, he's burning his guitar. And I'm like, what? Crazy. Wow. And I kind of, and then he got the video and we watched the video of the live performance. And then from then on, I was just like, hooked, totally hooked. Video yeah. on VHS? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to rewind that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. how, what age approximately do you think that was? That would have been like when I was 10. Okay. Sometime in that, sometime in that, Got it. And you, so you've been, you were yeah. in Alaska for a very formal. Yeah, I have, yeah, trip. kind of a, so I'm, I've moved up to Alaska when I was seven. Yeah, oh. Because I was born in Mexico. So, Got it. Yeah. So I came to the States when I was five. Mm. And then I lived with friends of my dad for a little while um, in Oracle, actually, which is on the backside of Mount Lemon. So I lived I there do. for I'm a year. I'm familiar with Oracle. Yeah. It's oh, beautiful over there. Cool. It's yeah. really pretty. Mount Lemon yeah. over there. Yeah. It was, then they had like a little horse ranch and stuff. So we just kind of lived there doing horse stuff. No and way. then, yeah, and then I moved in with friends of my dad up in Alaska. This is so, all making so much more sense yeah. now. Now like that I know you all. so yeah. much years later, yeah. like you really were raised around adventure in a sense. Yeah, or like, totally. Yeah. Well, and I used to basically like go to Alaska and go to school in the wintertime. And then in the summers, I would spend with my dad and we would literally go on like surfing safaris in Mexico. And like, No way. Yeah, I would live in his truck for like the summer, just Holy cruising hell. around. Yeah. So who was living in Alaska if your dad wasn't there? He's was a friend of my dad's. Oh, I no grew up way. with friends of my dad's, yeah. Wow. And how was that? Like, I mean, I guess it's it was, just yeah. sort of winter, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely different. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, we all became a family, you know, totally. being up there. It was, just being so close. It was a couple and then me and my sister. And oh, so, no way. So both of you went up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they insane. do for work while they were um, in Alaska? It was kind of, so she, Debbie McKinney, worked for um, the Anchorage Daily News, actually. Mm -hmm. And she was a features writer. What was that? The Anchorage Daily News. She was Oh, a the Daily News. She yeah. was a reporter. Yeah, she was a features writer. She was actually a really good writer. Actually, one of the stories that she was working on with think they won a Pulitzer or something. No way. Yeah, like good it for was her. Like story they all worked on together or something. And um, 
and then Alex, when we were up, when I first moved in with him, he was a public defender. And then I ended up growing up with Alex and because um, they got married and then they ended up getting divorced. And so mm. when they split up, my sister went with Debbie and I grew up with Alex. Wow. And uh, Alex ended up being assistant attorney general for the state of Alaska. Holy wow. heck. Yeah. I was so, totally expecting yeah. to say like fisherman. I know I'm I know. generalizing. So the, the was his I'm friend. totally generalizing. Yeah. But I yeah. think if we talked about stories about how you went on the boat yeah. and did things like that. So I just yeah. said, oh, that's what. That was my. That was his friend from high school who he he tried a really high profile murder case. Whoa! In a small when he was like a defender in like a small town out in the middle of nowhere. I think it was called Pilot Point. Whoa! That it was just like this really crazy. This kid basically was grew up you know with all sorts of abuse stuff and went like snapped and ended up like killing his mom and like accidentally killing his little brother and like. Oh was, man! Yeah, it was really intense. So it was all over the news. And this guy that Alex went to high school with saw it and saw the name and it was Alex Swiderski. He's like, well, that's not a normal, you know, so he like looked at, looked him up and it was him. And wow. the, that guy, Stashi Anderson was a commercial fisherman in Bristol Bay. And oh, he yeah. was, yeah, he ended up being, uh, appointed to the board of directors that makes like regulations for fishing from like Portland all the way through Alaska. He was like a big fishing Wow. Guy. Oh my God. Yeah, I had done it his whole life. Had been up there for years and years and years. Worked his way to the top. Yeah, and so I worked for the family. I started out working on uh, set netting where you're like setting the nets on the beach and you're living in these little cabins. I did that for a couple of years. And then um, I went onto the boats with him and I did that for like five years working on. Dang. Yeah, the Bristol, I wish Bristol someone could have saw my face. When I I Let me, let's talk about the cabins real quick. <laughs> How small were these cabins? They were, it was winter? Or? Yeah, they were like hand. Like, Holy home. shit. No, this is summertime. Oh, this is summertime. summertime. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, not winter. Yeah. God, I was like, yeah. dang, Marino. No, I no, get you. Salmon don't run up there. The, yeah, <laughs> I thought about it, but I have to ask for the audience. For the audience. That's good clarification there. Yeah. So but during yeah. the summer you were living there. Yeah, and people are literally like making these things like people had like these little boxes and some of them were like pretty nice, you know. So ours was like decent because like Stash was pretty handy with stuff. Yeah. And people would buy these you, these sites that would have like these little things and then How'd you go to the bathroom? Bang. Was it inside Out the house. little house? Oh, oh. yeah. Had Great. to ask. Grace yeah. asked. You know I love to talk but about then there's food. always yeah. the the cannery was not that far away. And so what we would go what there. What is that? That's what you deliver your fish. So you would go oh. out, you would set your nets out, and then when the tide was coming back, you would go out there, pick all the fish. You got like a little raft tied around your waist and like chest waders. Well, I need Hold a picture of like, this. Yeah, and then you one. like <laughs> put the fish in these rafts and you fill up these totes and then you take the totes and they, they weigh them and then uh, process them at these, this cannery. These Does it smell bad? Horrible. I was going to say that. Must <laughs> smell things never... from the ocean yeah. are on another level. Oh, like, my okay, God. Okay, I have a boats, question. Oh, my God. Oh. Like, what was the worst or most weird thing you've caught in your fishnets or on oh, the yeah. boat? So we were pretty, like, like, I was always, like, worried about that kind of stuff. You know, like, what the hell are you, a know, body? you catching? Yeah, and totally. so the, the Bristol Bay fisheries with gill netting is you're pretty much just catching salmon. You know, because oh, okay. the seals just go through there or whatever. We catch a ton of flounder, and so those are the little flat fish that are, yeah, on the, yeah. you know, like flounder from oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, grab Yuppie. his ass. They I don't fly you. around like that. They're flat. Yeah. They go, they're, they're on the side. They, yeah, know. and so, yeah. but yeah, they totally, yeah, they're like, yeah, those bastards. Yeah, and so they like they lied. Yeah, so you would catch those a lot. You're tangling those out, but um, you would get weird things. There are these things called Irish lords. They're really freaking ugly, and they got like spines on them. Oh. Yeah, and they're kind of like these weird sculpin-looking things. Yeah. yeah, so we get those. But the worst freaking thing that we would catch is as the season went on, and fish are getting caught in nets and dying, and then falling out, and then you like start rotting. what we call ghost fish. 
and you just start freaking catching rotting carcasses. Oh, uh, and is that bad if they like touch the other fish? Uh, is that like no, that's not as worried because like you, you know they wash. wash. No, that's not not the worry. But getting them out of the net, oh. the freaking smell, they're like all over you. It just. How old were you at that point? Like when I did, I started when I was 16, and then I think I did it until I was. I did it for seven years. So what is that? 23 something. And was it kind of like a you? This is like a rite of passage, or is this just what you were doing because you had to live there? Were you? It was just kind of you know if you know people that do it, it's a good way to make money. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, I was making pretty good money at that time for that age. I'd go out on those boats for like a month and a half and come home with like. Anywhere from like eight to twelve grand or something. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you're doing good. Yeah. And just yeah. what summers, few months. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And so what those guys are doing is they're going from fishery to fishery to fishery. They're going from cod to halibut to whatever. That's and, insane. And I just did the Bristol Bay, um, yeah, gill netting. And how was it traveling at that time, being 16? Because when I think of what I was doing at 16. The world was so much smaller than what it seems someone who's traveling from Alaska yeah. Mexico, to Mexico yeah. to Washington. Like you're getting pretty acclimated to not only different climates, obviously, but yeah. different people. Because yeah. people who are living in Alaska are way different than the people who are living yeah. in Mexico. And For obviously, sure. yeah, so no, it's always kind of a. Did you, were you shift. just kind of like, I guess you kind of were brought up in movement a lot. How yeah. does that affect you now? Because you've been in Arizona for a good amount. You know, it now. had. I think it had an interesting effect in the way that all of that movement and all that stuff I did when I was young mm. kind of brought on this period in my late 20s, early 30s of, like, stagnation oh. where I didn't do anything. I just wow. hung out, and I played music, and I didn't go anywhere. And Hell like, yeah. Yeah, and I, was, I did that for a long time. And it was just kind of like this thing that I kind of got into and that was, I thought about that because, you know, my sister would still go on trips a lot and mm-hmm. she would, you know, because she kind of, you know, had the same kind of thing. And, uh, but, it, but it definitely brought uh, kind of a, a period in my life where I didn't want that anymore. And yeah. I was just kind of over it. And then more recently, as you guys have seen, is mm-hmm. I kind of like just started doing a little bit and then all of a sudden I caught the bug and now I'm freaking back out there. Everywhere. Like, yeah. I, was like, I don't traveling. think you're ever like home that long. Yeah, I'm like traveling as much as, much as I can. Yeah. If I'm not working my butt off, I'm trying to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. which <laughs> you're coming up to your season if you haven't even start with your current job. Is that right? Yes. Is it warming up? Yes. I didn't know actually, about this. Okay, so yes. <laughs> when did you, okay, before I ask this question, what do you do for money, I, I guess, or what do you do? Yeah, job, yeah, I don't want to say that. Yeah. yeah, so I'm a bee so, remediation technician, I okay. guess is the technical term. But yeah, I remove bees from houses. How have we yeah. not talked about this yeah. until today? That is the craziest thing. It's a weird job. It's, it's a very, definitely. It's a niche job for sure. Well, it's never, yeah. I mean, I guess I can't say never because bees are, you know, yeah. in danger right now. But normally someone would say that's never going away because bees aren't going away. How right. did you fall into that? That was just random ass luck. Because no. I was a yeah, because I was a construction guy for years. Yeah, and that's what I did. And uh, you know, I did pavers. You know, I did a lot of driveways and crazy and stuff. Actually, yeah, around two thousand and nine and stuff. That's what I was no doing. No way. Was, and then yeah. I was in the housing that's market crash. Was, that's oh. right. So that was a big part of that. Oh wow. Was I was on my ass for months after that. Yeah, no one building. Yeah, no one nothing. Buying, nothing. Yeah, that's when I was doing the construction thing. And then, um, so yeah, I had like a three month period where I didn't work at all. Wow. But at that time, I had. I got a settlement from an accident I had been in like years before. No way. And they like 
just happened to come like windfall at that time and I had like four grand or something. Oh, that's all you like, need totally sometimes. just saved my ass. Like, <laughs> completely. Yeah. Four grand will go a long and then, way. Yeah, and then after that, we kind of like started trickling back into like jobs here, jobs there, but it came from me running crews of people to me doing everything. That's insane. Yeah, you know, Ooh, and just kind of working back into getting that into sort it. of thing. So then did you meet someone then, who did that job or what? What happened was I went from, um, I worked for actually a friend of ours, Dane Bramhill's dad. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah, but Brian, Dane and Nikki? Yeah. yeah. God, I didn't know his last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Dane Bramhill. Got yeah. it, And got so it. it's his dad was the guy that I worked for. Wow. And then we did a, yeah, I worked with him for like four years or something. And then um, he moved to Texas, so he was getting rid of his company. And then I started working for someone else that he knew. And then I worked with him for like three years. And then that company went... Uh, he started folding his doors. Wow. So I was just like looking for something to do. And I had a friend who was like, hey, I just found this job on Craigslist. It's crazy. But you can like do it. And so I was like, huh. And so I started doing it. And then, you know, with the bees here, it's um, what happened is, you know, they, uh, the, when the Africanized bees first started moving in, it actually did really well here. And it's actually like proliferated like oh, wow. a bunch throughout the city. So yeah, here in Phoenix, because of all the Palo Verde that we have that blooms every year and all the citrus and things like that, the bees actually do really well in the spring. That's insane. So, yeah, I know. So it's weird. So they move in. So at first I started doing it and, you know, it was, it's like, you know, we, you know, we do live removals when we can, but we're not always doing live removal. So it was kind of like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, um, I started doing jobs where, you know, I went to places where they killed dogs and horses and stuff. And oh, the bees were doing yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No way. And so I was like, Oh, this is different. And I talked to my dad. He was, cause he's a biologist. And um, oh, wow. he's like, yeah, this is definitely something that it's, you know, in the city itself, you know, different places have different issues and there's definitely a major issue with bees, you know, especially wow. with agriculture in other parts of the country. And, um, but here, you know, they do well in the city. That's crazy. And so, yeah, if they're wow. like away from you and they're doing stuff, that's totally fine. But if you see bees going in and out of a hole in your house, like call somebody. I'm calling you. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> or call Marino. Yeah. Yeah. So you said your dad was a biologist. Was that yeah. why he moved from Mexico to Washington or did he fall into that later on? Like, no, no, no. He, he never, he was never there or Alaska. Oh. He's been in Tucson my whole life. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So God, my, so my dad's in Washington? A, the trip. Nobody knows. Alaska. Oh. Alaska. Yeah. Where's, where's, you said Mount Lemon. Is that That's in Alaska? Tucson. That's in Tucson. No, it's in Tucson. Oh, my God. Oh, you're I'm so cute. Nick doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in Washington. Okay, Nick sorry. No, no, so I moved to Arizona. Got it. Yeah. And then yeah. he was shipping you. That's why I was saying earlier that it's crazy that you were going from Alaska. I kept saying Washington because I was singing Mount Hood. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Mount Lemon. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Thank yeah, you. Washington. Went right got over it, my head. It. I didn't know. Okay. Even yeah. So you, that's a pretty big trek. Yeah. From Arizona to Alaska. It was crazy. That's insane. Yeah. The first year yeah. from what I remember, and I, didn't, I hardly speak English. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, well, that first year, I still, when I moved to Alaska, I still had an accent for sure. Wow. Yeah. And Do you still so, speak Spanish? Uh, interesting story. So by the first couple years that I was in the States, I lost like all my Spanish. Oh, wow. It was like gone. Like, oh. I could say things, but I couldn't speak Spanish anymore. And then, so I, like, tried to go to school, got a bunch of bad grades in Spanish class. And then, yeah, you know, it started kind of like that. But then when I started working for Brian, for Dane's dad, and then started working around uh, oh, Mexican crews. Totally. And then all like day long. Up. And so then mm -hmm. I started using it, and then I started getting friends with some of those guys, and then helped, having them help me. And, then, and cool. so within a couple of years, it came back, and then... It's just slowly. Now you're back pretty. Do you think I have really, it? really solid conversational Spanish? Like, uh, if you're American, you probably couldn't tell that I can't speak very well. But wow. with my grammar and stuff, like, because my pronunciation is great, because it was my first language. Totally. But you know, but um, 
Mexicans always think it's funny. Yeah, it's like they're like, it's like, dude, you speak really good, but it's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so my dad um, on the Mexican side, they owned in the pallet shop while I was growing up. Oh wow! For a really long time, way on like 87th Avenue and I-10, and so he would always say he can't speak Spanish, but he can speak pallet Spanish, which yeah. is kind of what you're saying. Where yes, it's just that's how slang. I started. It was the same thing. See. Yeah, it was like there was. A period of time where I could tell my guys to how, what to do and get yeah. my crew to run, but I couldn't like speak to people. Totally, and so yeah. that's why I started like going a step further and actually trying to get that back and then, cool. like asking them questions, talking to them, and like going out of my way to only talk in Spanish, and and then that slowly kind of worked it back. Melded into like your day to day. Yeah, that's then, insane. Yeah. Having that having that trait, especially now, is so nice because. Like you were just talking about now, you're going to Mexico maybe a little bit more frequent than you were before yes, the last few years. that's a new thing. Too. Right, so yeah. dropping back into there, at least you have a somewhat of a barrier to entry versus mm -hmm. it being super difficult for yes. me. So we were talking about before, I don't like going to Mexico because one of the times I went down there with my aunt, probably near the 2009 crash because we went down there because they own their own construction company everything started to fall everything mm. did fall apart and so we all needed to go get like dental work and they were oh, yeah, 60. Yeah. Yeah. That was they still, still go down, down there because they, yeah. they, yeah. they still own their own businesses yep. so they would drive down and one time i can't remember why i don't know if my aunt forgot my passport or something oh. happened where they were really upset about my last name being torres and at yeah. that time I definitely looked white, but I still had, you know, a little bit of chunky Mexican yeah. vibe to me. So I definitely looked like <laughs> yeah, these two yeah, yeah. white people brought a Mexican back over and like and yeah, they were, and they were not Uncle Bill it. is yeah. like blonde, yeah. light hair. No, yeah. And they will cause problems. Oh, and Aunt Barbara's like a five foot one Italian and she's chirping at them in broken English. You know when someone tries to speak to someone who yeah. does another language, it becomes very like yes. broken. Forced. Yes, you yeah. start so, trying to like Yeah, yeah and it, literally tell them something they have no idea but if you say it slowly they right. should understand it <laughs> of course. never yeah, works out yeah, and yeah. so my aunt is yelling at the border patrol like he's our son his pat like the car he keeps you can park by san diego like right by the border like his passport's over there so they kept me in like a room for like two hours oh and no I, wonder you don't want to go oh, back i don't i have no those rooms no, suck not I've about been in it. stuff like that it's just weird and they yeah. were with me but it was like they were very strict about not letting me go and finally they let us go yeah. after a while i should ask my aunt. i bet you they just paid them off or something yeah. but i don't go down there anymore and just yeah. it's not my vibe no but, people have experiences yeah. that definitely and we had some growing up too you know like they will, especially back when we were kids, because that was when there was like the freaking federales. Yeah. yeah and they would, you know, yeah. they would be like a bowl of diesel just like burning on the side of the road <laughs> and they were like flagging you down or not. Yeah. That was like, not was, oh, they it. would, yeah, they would literally just look for things. You yeah. Know, and stuff Whatever like they that. could. Yeah. If they would, they, I mean, literally, I think he, he had a bag of like vitamin C or something we had, like with all our stuff or whatever. He's like, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, why isn't this in a bottle? And we're like, dude, we just took, I mean, I got kids. Like, they dumped it out. I don't yeah. know. You <laughs> know, like, whatever. And <laughs> so, and yeah. yeah, and and like, yeah, and my dad ended up having, we didn't even have anything. They were just crazy. Yeah, I was always the person when, um, well, I always wanted to be the person who was going to Rocky Point in high school. I never got invited, mm -hmm. but I would oh. always look at those people being like, you are crazy going to It was pretty rowdy. Like I, did, I, did I did Rocky, Rocky Point. Point. Yeah. 10. Yeah. So I graduated in 2011. You graduated 12. in 12, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so around that time, that was when like 
you were turning 30, which I want to know what you were doing in yeah. your 30th birthday. But I was going to like birthday. wanting to go to Rocky Point for high school, and I would never go. Yeah, see, and I grew up rally. going to Rocky Point. We'd get the all the families together on my dad's side. We'd go hang out. Yeah. They'd get shit That was old Rocky Point, too, because now yeah. they have like a whole new Yo, side. Yo, now they have the whole little Sandy yeah. BJ. But I oh. remember <laughs> we had the houses where they had like the nice patios or whatever balconies. And I remember going out there, we had the binoculars because you could see the dolphins jump in the morning if you Ooh. woke up early enough, right? Yep. And I remember going out there, and it was, like, some of the dads. <laughs> it's just so bad. And we're like, what are you looking at over there? And across on the neighbor's patio, they were filming, like, a soft porno oh, going or something. And, like, this Hell guy yeah. was, like, Sounds girls like just Rocky laying Point. out. Yeah. And I just remember yeah. coming out. My dad didn't realize, like, we were out there. And he covered our eyes so fast and, like, turned around. It was Hell just like, yeah. oh, okay. okay, that's happening. I'll there. go to Rocky Point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so mm. what did you do for your 30th birthday? Do you remember? I actually don't remember my 30th birthday. I bought a watch. Okay, good for you. Yeah, I started buying a new watch every five years after I turned 30. Do you still do oh. it? Yeah. Cool. Why I, that? I don't know. Oh, I just my just uncle. My uncle is into watches. He had cool watches and stuff. I feel I like watches are like cigars. Yeah. You kind of get kinda, brought into it if you are. Yeah, it's like yeah, super deep family kind of thing. Right. It was just kind of like you know. So yeah, I got one when I was 35, and then I got. I guess this Apple Watch when I was 40. So okay. Was that, like, crazy how technology works. <laughs> I know, right? yeah. <laughs> now you could just change the band. Were you, uh, were you worried about going? Like, did I know you don't remember your birthday, but do you remember from a male point of view, especially in that time where oh, some the stagnation? Age thing? Yeah. Were you worried yeah. about going into 30? Like, did it Not intimidate really. You? Yeah. I wasn't, I've never really been like that kind of thing. Mm. And I've also very much been like the freaking like, age is a number fucking thing, you totally. know, because when I was a kid, people always thought I was older than I was just because I'd been moved around so much and had yeah. so much interaction with so many people. I always kind of like had a like more maturity, I guess, because of that yeah. kind of stuff. And then, so people always thought I was older than I was. And then at a certain point, it started going the other way. And now people think I'm always younger than Yeah, that's I was going to say for yeah. the listeners, we will be posting a video of Marino shredding on a guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you will get to see. Uh, yeah, so Grace and some friends. I don't know. I was out of town or something. No, I had something remember. going on. Um, oh, when we went to, we went to, to visit your show. punk. Yeah. 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 Was we went to punk show. The that blues, was right? The blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you still play music. Yep. And so, where do you think that, looking back at 29, you're jamming out with rock? Yeah, that, was, that was when we were actually, like, serious about trying right. to do something. And then that was in Joe's Grotto was still going and oh, yeah. the clubhouse and some of the other areas that are kind of gone now. And uh, so we were very much a part of, there was, like, a little bit of a blip here in town of bands that kind of, Mm-hmm. Were maybe had a shot, and then and just everybody fell apart. What happened? <laughs> what do you think? I don't. Dude, it just kind of was one of those things that everybody w- would go so far and then go try to make an album, and then just it wouldn't work out. You right? Know? It was just like the most common. It was funny. Joe made a comment about that. It's like everybody's jamming until they go to make an album, and then it's over. Is <laughs> it, it like the? Is it like the resources? Because there wasn't yeah, the technology to do it on your own it, as well. The, well, it was also very much the time where we were. Um, where the industry changed from going to like guys going out looking for bands to now you got to do this. You make your mark online oh. and then we'll start Look looking. You. Yeah. And cause yeah. that's how the industry is now. I was going to so say it's like, yeah. they're looking for people that are making their own kind of like people are responding already. already. To it. Yeah. yeah. And then they'll start thinking about like, you know, working with people that way. Yeah. Cause and so that very much was what happened with us. And then we were, um, you know, kind of, you know, 
we sucked at that stuff. We were not, we weren't from town, so we didn't have like a local little group, you know, base um, group of people. None of us were from town. And then, um, you know, we didn't, we weren't very good on the internet. Our bass player, Luis, at the time was the only one that was even doing anything. And, you know, he got a little bit of Was it MySpace? Were we guys on yes. at that time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Around that time. I bet, yeah, I don't Top know if five. it's still around. You could probably still find it. Yeah, oh, I bet. Oh, like, yeah. There's a website called the Way, the Way Back Machine, and you go to this uh, 1992 website. Uh, there's two more if you want one. 1992-looking um, website, like Windows-esque. You type in the website and you type in the year, and if it has it, it will bring back up. Oh, oh my gosh, right. I'd be mortified to bring so up cool. my MySpace. It's <laughs> insane. Um, cool. Mortified. Yeah, so like in that 2008, 9, and 10 era, while we were looking it up, that was really when streaming services starting to come yep. out so the internet was kind of there netflix was netflix was still doing their cds youtube was starting to starting come. to come up yeah, yeah so was, i totally understand like that was yeah at that point if you were able to make a big pop on the internet the bands or the record labels didn't really i assume didn't really know how to like they stopped they out. used to literally come to shows they had a and r guys that yeah. would come to shows look for bands seven dust got discovered here at the oh. big fish pub no way. There was an a yeah, back in the day, there was an A&R guy there and saw Seven Dust play, and they got signed off of that show. Wow. Yeah, so, like, that stuff stopped, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then it became, you know, let's see what you can do. You Basically, you do all the work, and yeah. then we'll decide whether we're going to, you know, try and take it. Which, totally. like, I feel like that kind of sucks, too, because for someone like me who maybe I have my own little quirks and things that I like doesn't mean everybody else likes that, but doesn't mean I'm not a good performer not don't have right. good content or well, whatever that was very much so thing. that's like yeah. hard to yeah. do that because what if you just have different tastes but you're not aesthetically mm -hmm. yeah. the majority rules on whatever and i guess yeah. you're still is. feeling that way too right well, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so like, we have a well, i have a mutual friend her name's cat shout out cat but there's a few friends that they have to build up so much of their portfolio before the record label yeah. will even look no, at them yeah. and and she was just, and then the money they make off Spotify for the, mm, all that work. Peanuts. And then, so she comes into town sometimes and trades with this uh, DJ named Bards um, here. And like they'll exchange, so she'll sing vocals. That's and then cool. their engineer will like mix up some of her music for her. Like, cool. you know what I mean? Just helping each other out. But it's like, it's a lot of work and money, just yes. that alone. And, and it's hard to make money. And it's hard yeah. to make money. It's, yeah. Because yeah. your product, what you spend most of your time now doing, doesn't that's why that you've got the rise of like the youtuber like Ole england and these guys mm -hmm. that are basically like they just you know like check out gear and they like do stuff online and do you know show people things like that and they're like as successful or more successful than like most bands are you know they're totally. making more money than that these guys that's what they're doing yeah they just like they get to sit at home and then just make these channels doing music stuff but they're not like in a band playing shows or whatever because yeah. it's yeah. almost like harder to do that now and yeah then your I mean, stuff is just uploaded so yeah. i can go watch it on youtube or yeah. tiktok and yeah. TikTok's, not have to pay TikTok for anything yeah, it, oh, yeah depth, it's crazy to think now that we're talking about this you went from audio fo focus to live so you need to worry about your stage presence and that was really what people were looking for you really didn't have an outlet until youtube to come in and watch music videos on demand yeah. or live performances on demand right and so now it comes it literally is the complete different yep. where you could have awesome visuals and make it huge on TikTok with subpar audio. Absolutely. But you're getting so many views that people are going to want, like an AR. It's become more of a, it. yeah, someone, uh, uh, 
like a thing that people can do to get attention. Yeah. Right? If, yeah. No matter what it is, totally. and whether you're good at something or not, doesn't. Yeah. And then kind you of see them live. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, some people, the, you know, as far as guitar players that are, can, you know, doing stuff are not the ones that are just freaking the insane guitar players. Right. Because they're in a room somewhere just playing their guitar. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like they, unless they're. But playing. I'm not gonna know yeah. that. Totally. Yeah. Somebody doesn't play just guitar. It. I'm yeah. just like, oh, it sounds good. They look good. Their yeah. vibes cool. Mm -hmm. How do you think all that plays into ticket sales nowadays? It definitely has a major effect as to where the money goes for sure. It's insane. Yeah. Like the um, so there's a, a really good lineup coming in September in Arizona. Again, I'm going off of 98 KUPD. Hello. And down. Um, unscrew it and then screw it in. I got it. Okay. Um, so like Red Hot Chili Peppers is coming through. Um, uh, there's a couple other bands, like pretty semi-big bands. You're just gonna hold it. You got it. I'm just it. gonna hold you. There it is. And uh, so someone was looking at if you bought semi-decent tickets to the bands oh, they yeah. want to go to within September and October, it's four thousand yeah. dollars. After the actual ticket, the processing fees, yep. just that alone for I would say three or four different concerts, and that's. Not including like the big people, like Taylor Swift was a thousand dollars a ticket, which is bananas. insane, right? Yeah. And so, someone made the argument that if Metallica came through and they did, that's gonna happen. That there's that there's a big they're show, coming. they're going out. No, it's out in uh, where they do Coachella. What is that, India? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's oh. called Power Trip. I think it's like Aussie Tool Metallica, the big one. yeah, totally. there's like uh, Iron Maiden, I think. But see, with bunch, those, yeah. like even Coachella, when you think about it, three or, like, three or four hundred bucks for a few days where you can see so many that people, is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a deal, really. It yeah, really it, is when yeah. you're paying to go see Red Hot Chili Peppers here four or five hundred bucks, and it kind of mm -hmm. is just them, right? And to be honest, yeah. I'm a big fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers, but their last few albums. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, yeah, it's not yeah. like, a, oh my god, I want to go see this album. It's like, all right, I want to go see. They your haven't hits. lost it, but they they're not like, yes, you know, they're at what like they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so, what do you but feel no, with I know all it's, that, dude? It's you know, it's interesting because this is literally what Pearl Jam was like fighting when they started their fight when I was like in late high school. Oh wow, they were the ones that were fighting this very thing that we're dealing with now. Wow, so we owe their ass a big apology because they kind of got. <laughs> kicked to the wayside because of that and a lot of the reason part of it was Eddie Vedder wanted to do his own kind of like you know, thing and they weren't doing the as rock of stuff but they literally fought Ticketmaster and got kicked off of those things and had to put their own tours together and it was really hard for them wow. because of how much control they had over all the venues over all the ticket sales mm -hmm. and everything and eventually that's what happened and there's been no regulation whatsoever and that's the bottom line is there isn't any sort of statute that says you can't just screw people and that's, that, insane. That, and that's what's happening and, and they're like oh, okay well you know someone will pay it and doesn't then, that go against yeah. everything that I well okay before yeah. I finish that statement I understand that musicians need to make money and like we were talking about before with streaming services it's really hard they're not making single money they're not making album money mm -hmm. they're making streaming money which isn't the greatest so no, like touring money is how they make their money covering yeah, your merch. tour cost yeah. I get it yeah but from like a Taylor Swift perspective I would rather you strip away the multi-million dollar production if your ticket costs can right. go down and your margins are still the same. Like, yeah. I, I, we, I understand oh, it's the wow version. Oh, her last thing looked so cool. It's I don't insane. even really listen to Taylor Swift. Did you Swift, see any of the videos? I saw it, but so people she were like dives into yeah. the stage yeah. and then the, her whole But that's like a, she's a show, show woman. So like she's a show you're woman. You're not a thousand bucks to go see but her. But you know like what a lot of that Vegas. though is it's, what's happened is because it's not just the artists that aren't making money on the album sales or whatever, it's the, the studios. So oh. what they're doing now is they're creating what they're called 365 contracts. And these contracts don't, like back in the day, they would just give you your touring money. And then they would take, a, you know, huge percentages of everything else. You were given points, you know, certain, mm -hmm. you know, 
yeah, I think it's like eight, ten percent or whatever uh -huh. of, of your album sales, and then they kept the rest of it or some. I mean, don't quote me yeah. on the exact numbers, but it was that's along the lines of how it worked. It was, yeah, they would be getting percentages of their album sales depending on how good of a contract they were able to get at the time, and then they could keep their touring money. Now those companies are digging into the touring money and oh. the merch sales, and this. So now if that artist is trying to make money, they need to boost what they're charging. And for that's it, insane. and that's what's kind of causing that. Got it. That's is that there's mm -hmm. more things that are digging into stuff. Even now, the venues are digging into the merch money for the bands. Jeez. Like so, the, yeah. There's because it's just a big thing going with the metal bands that are touring right now after post COVID. They're like, we're having a hard time like breaking even, like wow. much less make money. And they're like, starting to stay relevant yeah. at that point. And yeah, you want to make it. money, and, but you're and, and then relevant. you know, hoping that you can get some merch sales and stuff because they still make money on that. Yeah, especially a lot of the people that are doing that themselves because they can go to mom and pop shops that are printing. And that's a lot easier now yeah. to do that and stuff. It's 75 yeah. $85 a t-shirt. A t-shirt, yeah. yeah. That yeah. kind of I stuff. I hope yeah. the marquee. Guns N' Roses was like that. Yeah. Insane, right? Yeah. And those merch, yeah. And it's like a generic shitty Hanes mm. cotton t-shirt. I know. Like, All right. Like, Don't put it in the dryer. Yeah, it's going to so, shrink by yeah. a bigger one. Um, I, I hope, talking about this kind of stuff, I hope that the... Um, venues like the Van Buren Marquee, they start coming back because yeah. Little Wayne is doing a tour, very intimate. It's called the Carter Tour, where he it's still pretty pricey, but he's going to the Marquee and doing a oh, bunch of that would be sick, sick. Doing, right? Yeah. So I would rather pay three fifty a ticket to go see Little Wayne in a eighteen or twenty seven hundred yeah. three thousand person venue where. I can actually see Little Wayne versus going either to a big stadium or even auction pavilion on the, the, the lawn. I know, and you're like way out there. And the sound doesn't like, yeah. sound good. No, the sound like is the big bucks. thing that suffers. Yeah, It's huge, especially yeah. so for everyone who's not in Arizona, which is probably not a lot of people, but the auction Shut pavilion up. is an um, amphitheater. So yeah. you have your seats near the, old, the stage. The old cricket. Under, the yeah. old cricket underneath an awning, and then you have a lawn, which is not awning. And we saw Odessa there, mm -hmm. and immediately you can it's, hear yeah. that. It's, it's just bad. so far away. Yeah. You know, so we it's not the same. The 150 yeah. bucks a ticket, and it's like, well, why the hell did we show up here? And they had these massive side note. I wouldn't go, we wanted some food. <laughs> so typically it's like nachos and hot dogs. Right. Well, Grace is they got the little free, bar. Oh, yeah. Right. And so I go up there, me and a buddy, um, and Grace holds our seats on the lawn, and I order three hot dogs, thinking they're going to be small hot dogs. Yeah, normal size hot bun. dogs, right? <laughs> little do I know, they're like, Foot long hot dogs with the normal hot dog bun. So, so as soon as they come dog, out, yeah. I immediately think to myself, uh, fuck, I have to walk, walk around back. With... Yeah. And as soon as I turn around, a group of black guys just start <laughs> laughing at me. And I'm like, don't do this shit to me. I know. And I had to walk around with three large hot dogs. That's yeah. hilarious. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I don't so need bad. it those uh, places. I was going to say, though, really. <laughs> no, yeah, <same> yeah. <laughs> and but. I think you've had a few hot dog incidents since then. Mm. Yeah, I've been Ooh, craving hot dogs, but mm. that's a whole other podcast. But I was Sometimes say, that happens. You know, it, you, know, you like your hot dogs. It's pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I uh, know a little bit come from Glendale, Arizona. And so I've been reading articles about, like, the Cardinal Stadium isn't doing as well as they thought it was going to do mm -hmm. over this time, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of the big performers are now renting it as venue. Like, we have Pink coming through there, I'm pretty sure, and Beyonce is doing yeah. a one-night stop there. But they're doing, oh, wow. like, Taylor, and they're doing the big Card Cardinal Stadium. And the prices are outrageous yeah, already. And it's like, okay. Because you, did that out there before. Right? And, yeah. it's just, it's and I think Metallica rough. played out there with Pantera at one point. Yeah, but yeah, because the, the Taylor Swift thing's funny because I used to do staging too. There's oh, no a couple way. of yeah, there's a couple of companies in town that you know set up all the shows. It was um, uh, and 
fuck, I forget what it was. One of them's Rhino, and then the other one was GNR, or N- mm. I forget it was, Energy. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, we would do that, and I would actually do the rigging stuff where you walk around on the grid up there. Hell yeah. That's pulling cool. up the motor chains up to, yeah. you know, where they would they lift all the trusses with that stuff. Sick. And so we would, so, yeah, Taylor Swift had, like, freaking 20 freaking semis when she came through. And this was years ago. I don't know what the hell it's like oh now. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, I was Yeah, the loadout on that would have been insane. So yeah. you, it seems like you have a lot of different jobs in a very yeah. vast amount of kind areas, of yeah. right? Um, what were some of your favorites that you can think back on, like, the rigging was cool, yeah. Because yeah, crew pass that you could. Well, you would, you would, <laughs> we, you would do the in, and then you would always, you know, be there way early in the morning before everybody was there. But when you're doing the outs, you get to show up early, and you could always see the last couple of shows or the couple of songs of the headliners. Totally. So I saw a bunch of like. Yanni and Bette Midler and uh, oh, wow. just all just crazy stuff. You were doing a bunch of shows. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're just doing all sorts of shows, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, and just all sorts of kind of random things you end up seeing. Very you know, cool. Who is uh, who's a band that you would love to see that you haven't seen? Ooh. I never, Pink we'll go Floyd, with the live or Pink dead. Floyd because they're still. Are they still? There. Well, Roger is still touring with his thing, but it's wow. not really the same kind of thing. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, that played. is a good one. But I'm trying to think of anything else. You great? I usually go see the bands that I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. 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 I've seen there them, was yeah. a time where there was like that, but once I moved to Phoenix, I was like going to bands all the time, and that really? is one thing I did a lot of, especially in 08 and 09. Really? Yeah, I'd go to three shows a month. At, wow. Yeah, really. All in Arizona? Or yeah. Were you traveling? No, here. Just, really? There, there were so many bands coming through at that time. It That's was insane. Crazy. Right up until like the recession stuff, and then they kind of like tailed it off. Yeah. Like, and then it picked up after that. I was going to say, I think yeah. Arizona's kind of come back up with the music scene mm-hmm. a little bit more, yeah. too. Well, I mean, it's, I didn't realize it. Going, going through high school, I always wanted to leave Arizona because I was born and raised here. So, like, I moved to California. I did Austin, Texas. And so there was always that urge to go out. And living in California was always such an allure. Like, when you go see a concert, you'd always think, well, they're in California. Someone else is going to come out, right? And let's say there's a 50-50 chance of someone that wasn't on the, the lineup shows up or just does a song and i've noticed that it's slowly starting to creep into arizona because yeah big people are coming out here but it's a little bit cheaper than california things are happening a lot of people live out here a lot of people do are able to live out here and do those kind of shows and i even i didn't realize this but there's a lot of times where like um lincoln park would come out in here in chester or chris cornell like people would come out here and be playing like kind of like an austin texas where you show up and there's just a live band and you see, like a pretty famous person sitting on the guitar, but they're practicing. Right, like they're comedy, just like jam, right? yeah. Coming out, you want to go to a small club to kind of figure shit out, and then you can go to the big stages. Um, so, it's, I wish that I was a little bit more in the scene of going in 2008, 2019, yeah. a little bit earlier to go see the bands that are now like, oh my god, we're yeah, they're really big. Yeah, um, when they were coming up. Yeah, yeah to yeah. kind of have that undergrowth. We never got to go to Joe's Grotto. We lived I worked from there. That's crazy. You worked Yeah, there. I worked at Joe's Grotto. No way. Yeah. What years? Um, I couldn't tell you that off the there top of my is. head. <laughs> I think I was probably 19 to 20, whatever right that was. the end then. Yeah, there yeah. was a guy named George. His stepdaughter worked with me at the salon I worked at. And wow. they needed door help. And so I just covered and... I had like underground rap battles and then it was yeah. Battle of the Bands yeah. kind of style would stuff. Totally do that and stuff. I just yeah. checked IDs and asked for extra cover. And That's I hilarious. Oh in my, my God. You probably checked this Jerome. No, you probably I probably did. did. Yeah. I probably did. And yeah. I probably worked there. Although he used to, Joe used to just let me in. So I didn't. You know, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if there was any well, regulars, I put in that patio. Just, yeah, I would say you just yeah. get to know the yeah. people, like regulars, kind of like Dubs. 
the pat the little patio the that they have square. the fire and fury thing i laid that that's when i was no doing that's when i was doing pavers and Very, so, have you been in the fire like, and fury? yeah, uh, yeah I was there. It? it's okay yeah yeah can definitely i think that you know they're working towards something more than do they still have the stage set up or no? Mm, no. no. That's uh, all right. Stage that is all is gone. All that stuff's gone. But they do live music stuff, like acoustics things in there. Oh, I would, that's cool. I know some people that play in there. Cool. Yeah, I heard it was playing. kind of a cock fest. Yeah, and, you know, the beer's pretty good, but, like, the food, it's kind of like, like they're smoking it off-site, and then they bring it there. Huh. So it's kind of like paper plates and napkins kind of thing, oh, where it's yeah. kind of like... Go to you know, I kind of like, it. you know, who's cooking this? Yeah. Food? Yeah. Yeah. I, they didn't even have food for a first while. Like, yeah, no, they, and it's it only like certain times or maybe like or something. Little things. Like, yeah. yeah. So cool. outside of guitar, um, you do mountain biking mm-hmm. and rock climbing, I was told today. Yeah. How the hell um, did you get into rock climbing? Do you dad, still do it? My dad. Uh, I'm so I go in and out of rock climbing because mm. I'll, I'll have like issues with injuries and stuff. Totally. Like, um, Which makes and a lot then, of sense. Yeah. Especially <laughs> with my back. I have issues with my back. And so um, I'll have little spurts where I do it more. But it was my dad when I was a little kid. My dad got me climbing when I was in Utah when I was like five or six. Holy hell, that's yeah. crazy. And so, yeah, I climbed a little bit. And then I was in Alaska. There's like no climbing you know, except for mm. in. So I did a little bit <laughs> indoor. Piles. And then when I came to Flagstaff, for, so I, when I graduated in 99 and I went to college in NAU, and I was like over snow. I was just like, yeah. fuck it. You know, I was like, whatever. And people were like, oh, let's go snowboard. And I'm like... Dude, no, like yeah. from Alaska, like this ain't snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's like you know. So and I totally surge. had like an attitude about it, and so um, the winter time, I just hung out in Sedona. Wow, and that's what I was. Yeah, I was down in Sedona all the time. I was climbing a bunch down there, doing a bunch of bouldering, and then even a lot of the areas kind of around town, you can climb in the winter time because cool. you know they'll face south. You know, there's certain areas that are kind of wow. overhanging, so you just go out in the snow, and then you can. The, the place is protected or, or it's warm enough to go climbing out there. Did you, so. Were you going by yourself? Did you have uh, with the bouldering stuff I did cool. by myself because you know, all you need is a crash pad and you climb by yourself. But then at, at that time, there was actually kind of a thriving little community there of local guys that had really started um, kind of reestablishing more stuff or older stuff and then finding a new area. They, they wow. uh, established Kelly Canyon when I was there. So I mm. watched those guys like cleaning the routes and everything. Like, Insane. Cool. Yeah, which was pretty cool. It sounds like with all this traveling, and I don't know if it's where you were at or your life scenario, but you're pretty content with being by yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Was that from like an early age? Or? Yes. Really? Yeah. And that was, yeah. Because, you know, when I was younger, I was like with my sister a lot. And then, you know, and then she went and grew up with uh you know, Debbie and, and stuff. And then when I stayed with Alex, um, he was kind of a solitary cat. Mm. So like in high school, I literally had a studio apartment above my garage and that's where I lived. That's like, crazy. Yeah, that was, much that, and his brother, that, yeah, yeah, we had like a cool. dude, it was like a two story house, but there was like a one story apartment above the second story. And that's where his brother lived. And I lived in a little studio apartment above the garage. And then he was with his wife downstairs. So they kind of had their own thing. Yeah. And like, I literally was just like on my own. Like That's insane. A pretty, Did you ever pretty throw a party age. up there? No, but I definitely went out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to hear about. What's I wasn't in stupid enough to do that, yeah. but I was definitely. Out what's an Alaska party in yeah. high school? Yeah, totally. What's that like? So have you? They were pretty that? rowdy. Alaska, really? Alaska parties. What were the hell? Hard like why, dude? There was that was the, there right? was a lot of drinking, a lot of just craziness. Yeah, just yeah. I was. That's. I'm happy you asked that because I was gonna ask. From what I feel like you hear about Alaska and growing up, even in Anchorage or other small towns. Like many small towns, 
you drift into drinking a lot yeah. or doing hard drugs. Yeah. Is what the hell are you yeah. supposed to do? Lots of weed. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you steer clear of that? Was it around? Yeah. No. I was. My dad was really open with stuff when I was a kid. Mm. He was actually like super, like very. Actually, the first time I smoked weed was with my dad. Cool. <laughs> when I was thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. And so just because of that, it it wasn't like alluring to me. Right. You know, it was just kind of like, and he was always telling me it was like, oh, I can smoke, drink. Don't do meth. Don't do heroin. Mm. He was like, he don't was, touch anything yeah, else. Just like, that was literally <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, I know you're going to do things. Just, you know, don't do stupid things. Don't whatever. He was just very, you know, open about stuff. And he wasn't much of a drinker and stuff. And the guy I grew up with, Alex, didn't do anything. No way. He was like straight edge, like beyond straight edge. Well, That's I feel like he's yeah. putting away all these trippers. Yeah, no, he was like Harvard yeah. law on scholarship, Jeez. academic scholarship. Yeah, very. Yeah. So wow. he was hardcore. He was an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. For sure. Yeah. So, um, we're hearing a lot about your dad. I don't think I've ever asked you, but is your mom in the picture at all? No, yeah. So the story, the kind of rough edges of it, my dad was a marine biologist working in Mexico mm. in like the 70s. And he essentially actually started like a sea turtle conservation down there. Wow. Yeah, he was one of the first guys before when they were just still like just, you know, Fishing for sea turtles. <laughs> like, yeah, and he has, like, a lot of crazy pictures and stuff back there. And, and just like that. So he met a woman down there and had two kids, and that was me and my sister. Got it. And so we were there, and my dad used to come back and forth between the U.S. and Mexico, and we were staying with my mom. And then we were staying with her sister for a while, and then my mom left me there with uh, her sister. Mm. And my dad came back and was like, uh, okay. So he, like, brought me to the States. And then we came back again and then ended up my sister was there as well. Oh, wow. So my mom had left. He had come back and left her. Or I think actually someone went and got my sister. Got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, and so, and then from there, I kind of became estranged from that Mexican side of the family. And uh, I, I went back once when I was, like, 14 or something. Mm. And I met my mom then, mm. which was kind of a trip. Yeah. Because it's kind of like meeting a new person, you know? So Absolutely. Like, yeah, it was just, like, super kind of strange. Foreign. Yeah, Legitly for foreign. sure, yeah. yeah. And so then, but then from that, I was just kind of like, I don't know, I guess kind of weirded out by it. So I just kind of was off doing my own thing. And then recently I started reconnecting with them. And, cool. And that's what I've been visiting the last couple of years going down. Oh, is that who you were just talking to? Yeah. Oh, no way. That's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Is going reconnecting with my, my aunt, which was, you know, who I was living with. And she has like five kids. Wow. So they're all like, you know, around my age and my sister's age and older. Cool. So they're all like my brothers and yeah. you know, sis, sisters awesome. and stuff. So do you remember hanging out with them? Oh yeah. Early on. Absolutely. That's cool. Yeah. I have, I definitely have, I have a Strange memories. I have like really old memories, like really a little baby. Yeah. No way. Yeah, it's weird. How have you ever talked to like anyone? I've about talked that? to my dad about it, like a couple Does of he? the ones, and he was like, "How the hell do you remember?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like the, one of them. His friend Andy was. We were when he was working originally way south. It's in uh, Oaxaca, which is like you know one of the further down south states down there, hmm. and uh, he he was in Marawada Bay. And so we were living like in these, I mean, like mud huts. With, Whoa. Like, you love yeah, your like, like sea huts over here. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up, dude. It was just like crazy. Yeah. And he was like walking through them. And so they, they would like cut out the doors out of like the walls. And he like smashed his head on the freaking wall. <laughs> oh and I was like God. laughing at him. I was like, he was like, dude, you were tiny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then another, actually one of the, uh, the more vivid memories I have was there were some gypsies that came and we kind of lived on a bluff that overlooked the beach where wow. the ocean was. And uh, so there's like all these little like mud hut houses along the edge there. And these gypsies, a gypsy caravan came and it's old. This is like, you know, 1982 or something wow. like that, you know? So this is like old school. And they like 
you know, have the little caravan there, and they put up a sheet, and they showed uh, King Kong, the old, oh. the stop animation one. Wow. Like, not not the uh, 80s one. It hadn't been released yet, the one yeah. with uh, uh, Jeff Bridges. Insane. And so I remember that when I was that little. I was just, like, just that vivid imagery of, like, King Kong, like, coming over the I was just like, yeah. whoa. And especially like, out there, I mean, do you have you ever been to that bluff since? Like, No, you, and uh, that's actually cool. one of, that's on my radar of things to do is to go back there. But the further south you go, the more it gets a little, you got to watch it. Really? Yeah, you go down through places like Michoacan. And even in, like, Sinaloa, you have to, like, if you stay, like, in the beaten path, you're okay. Do not go off. You know, yeah, just Sinaloa, go cruising around. The bad news. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and so, and that's not very far from where my family's at. No way. Yeah, because they're the last main town before you get to Sinaloa, which in the, in the next major town down there is Culiacan. That's where freaking El Chapo yeah, is from. That's Holy, from. Yeah, that's like right there. Yeah. Did they ever get like what do they do down there? As your for, your family, like, what are they doing? to survive in a Oh, they're like, like truckers and, and oh, that's what yeah, that's what, yeah there's it. a lot of pig truckers. I bet you they've had so some crazy like, stories too. Yeah. And Especially they're, they're being like, down there for this long. Mm-hmm. Like born and raised, you're there. Yeah, they're, it's just, that's uh, it's another world, it really is. It's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, and it's funny how like different it is and how similar it is, you know, as far as just like everyone just, just goes to work, hangs out, has a beer. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just kind of, go to the beach on the weekends. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's kind of like, do you, uh, being traveling to Alaska so much and then coming to Arizona, which is somewhat landlocked, are you? Do you consider yourself like a water baby or someone who's gravitates towards? Yeah, water? I'm named after the sea. Oh, really? Yeah, Marino means marine in Spanish. Wow. Yeah. So, and cool. actually, my name is uh, Angel Marino Clifton Garcia. So it's basically a uh, marine angel. Is wow. Yeah. That's a cool so, name. Yeah. Very fitting yeah. for your father. Yeah. I know. Very right. fitting. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. You He's, have a really tight relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. He and I were super close for young. Yeah. You guys still, still are? are? Yeah. We still cool. are. Yeah, Good. Still How great. often do you get to see him? Um, he moved to Safford a while ago, so I don't see him as much anymore. Oh, it's a small town. Yeah. It's like on, on the backside of Mount Graham. Mm-hmm. So it's like an hour and a half. Like, is that also in Tucson by Mount Lemon? Y- so no. yes. <laughs> no. yeah. So you um, keep going. Yeah. 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 yeah, you got keep it, going. Oh my gosh. Yeah, basically so- from Tucson, like Tucson is at the base of Mount Lemon, and then Oracle, the little town where I first came um, from Mexico, is on the other side. Wow. And then Mount Graham is like an hour and a half away. Whole from south? there, yeah. No, it's so. east and then north. Oh, okay. So yeah. I would um, maybe wrong, correct me, but um, my grandmother moved to a really small town outside of Miami, Arizona. Yeah. So it's right over there, right? We it's closer. So you would go. Way. Miami's going towards Globe. Yes. Yeah. It's Africa because so, I remember seeing the exit sign mm-hmm. or like you know like you, go over if to you were going from like Tucson to Miami, you would definitely go through Safford. Go through up yeah. there. Could okay. you imagine? 1975, 1980, you don't really have a lot of things to figure out. You're on your way from California, you're going to Miami. And you end up in Miami, Arizona. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. That sounds small horrible. Small gold or small out there. I, oh, when I saw the name, because I drove out there once, I'm like, what the hell? And that's yeah. all mines. That's all mines. Yeah, it's all mines. When you drive out there, if you go past Superior, and then you go through Globe, and then it just turns like yeah, it's you've been trip. there. The been whole Globe. thing. No, yeah. no, we've been there. This is where my grandma was living. Yeah. We had to pack where, up her house when what, she passed uh, away. What spot was that? It's a little town right outside Miami. The whole thing is where it's a Taco like Bell, tailings. the Walmart. Yeah. Oh wow! That whole those big hills, dirt hills. That's all the mining that's been in there. What are they yeah. mining for? Uh, we looked it up. Really? There was copper, and now they do something else. I don't remember. We looked it. There's yeah. they've different things. Yeah, the the copper is the big thing that Arizona is known yeah. for. Yeah. Oh, copper is yeah. that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's so funny. Like you've I'm been there. <laughs> yeah. 
traveling all throughout that and you being so involved with so many things, it totally makes more sense now. Not only your job is a bee extraction <laughs> Like person, a weird but, like, random job, You have job, a yeah. lot of adventure. Yeah. Um, how did you get into uh, motor, um, mountain biking? My dad as well. No way. Yeah. Your dad I had, I've you been lot. riding bikes since I was a little kid. And then my dad got me my first real mountain bike when I was 16. And so I started doing that. And then it was, I did that for a while. And then when I got in here in Phoenix and I kind of, I broke my bike, uh, I put like a really big downhill fork on a cross country bike and I cracked the front stem. I'd like dropped the Caddyshack on a golf course yeah. and, and oh like totally cracked it. Oh. And so I didn't have a bike and I didn't have any money. And then I was at that point, I was just playing music. And so we were just smoking cigarettes all the time. And then I just didn't ride my bike for like eight years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a long years. time. When did you start it up again? I had it, I've had a bike not very long ago that right? I, where I started going like crazy, like yeah. biker guy again. Yeah. yeah. That's probably been like three years maybe. Right. Okay. Around so around the time, time we met. We met okay. I but only just, until recently, I feel like you've at least I've laid, I've, stuff. Yes. Got and it, I, and right. I've recently like gotten to the point where I'm riding all the freaking time and I bought a new bike. That's dope. And so it, I've like what a, uh, been doing things because you know on video everything looks like nothing. Yes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, so you have to be doing like something to yeah. even look like a little blip of anything. Totally. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just like, even though know, it's like cool, really that, cool experience. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like riding enough and like doing stuff and and that I, I can, mean like, it's post things it, it's absolutely insane. So what two three months ago you had a pretty a couple of pretty gnarly crashes. I mean you broke your rib cage recently. Yeah, well cracked crack. Uh, yeah, basically um, someone who doesn't crack crack ribs yeah. is a broken rib. So yeah. we should talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> Never done that before, so that was considered a broken. But cracks they take ribs, for freaking ever to heal. You can't laugh yeah, I hear no, you can't do Yeah, I had a big crash in Mammoth where I had like a pretty big contusion on my hip. And really what happened was the slam tweaked my back and that's what slowed down my climbing because last year I was climbing like crazy and I was like getting pretty close to the peak where I was at before. Wow. And then I just, just had like pain, like in the middle of my back and I would Sucks. go like grab on things and like go to the pole and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and then I also like the new bikes are lower to the ground cause the wheelbase is longer cause they have oh. bigger wheels. And so you mm. get a lot more pedal strikes now than on the old bikes when I was growing up. And I cracked my freaking toe on a rock. Oh. Like, yeah, like oh, full wow. hauling ass, like caught a rock like that. Oh. Like, yeah. And it did something to my big toe where it's kind of like a bone bruise that just freaking gets aggravated, comes back. So when you're climbing and you're towing in on stuff, right. if it's aggravated, it, it affects it. And does that, you, does yeah. that go away or just take a it, long time? It gets better and then I'll do something to aggravate it and then it'll get all sore again and then you got to deal with it. And then That's it's, insane. Yeah. It's so, I never had, so my uncle Bill, who I grew up with, um, going back to what you're saying about meeting someone new, that's how I felt like with my father mm. for a very long time. Oh, uh, yes. Until yeah. I was like 16 or 17, didn't really know the guy. Now I've gotten a lot more, you know, involved with him. But meeting him was kind of wild like that. Yeah. So my dad, who what I grew up with for a really long time, was my uncle. And when I, I got to get him on, but in like the 70s and 80s, he was doing Mount, um, Yosemite, Mount, Yosemite yeah. Mountain. Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, Yosemite National Park. Yes. And, and then there's Half Dome. There's Half Dome. There's El Cap. Yeah. Right? So those, he these did are... all of those. He has photos of him literally climbing. In, oh. in one of those hammocks way back in the oh, day. Oh, shit. So you would have been there with Jim Bridgewell, like the OG guys that were doing that. He was, yeah. like, he's that kind of wild. Oh, that's um, awesome. And then he built, like, Bank One Ballpark. Did, like, a really a really badass guy. But I didn't have, even when he was saying that, I mean, 
side tangent, he has like a vintage gear and somewhere in that garage. Like oh, he talks sick. like gnarly yeah, I was stuff. like, we might have to go on a hunt. Yeah, that's one cool. of those get for sick. But that still works. I mean, it's roping some. Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't use the rope, yeah. but, I would, yeah. <laughs> but all those cams and stuff are probably totally. still good. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but I never had real appreciation until I saw that movie, that free solo movie. Oh, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot like everyone that's kind of nowadays. Really that was probably their first experience with like a crazy. really gnarly. You don't yeah. you don't hear about rock climbing as much as I feel like maybe once in the past or even in general. I don't really think it ever really got like a huge spotlight. No. You know, sometimes it's like, still he's kind the big of building. Rock star. Though, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like he's yeah. slowly becoming now going back to having video versus just yep. magazines or hearsay. You can actually see people yeah. scaling some gnarly stuff. Um, but like you were saying, you have this little. You have a toe bruise. <laughs> and you try to do rock climbing, and you're like, okay, I'll be fine. And no, you mm -mm. can't have a toe bruise, yeah. your fingers cramping. Because that's yeah. like a life or death situation. If yeah. you're like yeah. up a certain or way. Or a serious injury, or yeah. yeah. Well, and that was why there's, so there's different kinds of climbing. Mm -hmm. There's like, because um, the stuff you're talking about is traditional climbing. Mm -hmm. And that's like big wall adventure climbing, if you yeah. will. That's where you're bringing your own gear and setting it as you go and climbing and that stuff. And then there's sport climbing where people go to cliffs and they put bolts in the wall. And then you have these little, what they call quick draws, which is like two carabiners with a piece of webbing between them. Hmm. And you clip one into the bolt and then you clip your rope into that and then you climb past it. And so when you fall, you just fall the distance to that bolt and then whatever past oh, it. And then you catch. Yeah. So you just yeah. fall that distance. So if you climb like five feet past that bolt, then you fall like 10 feet or whatever. Wow. Well, 13, 14, because there's some slack in the rope and some, some stretch. And so that's what they did, sport climbing. And But the stuff that I really liked is called bouldering, hmm. where you just bring like a a little pad that folds in half like a little backpack and you just walk to these areas and then you're climbing like the hardest 15 to 20 feet you can find with and a you pad just, on the ground on the ground yeah, yeah. so when you fall oh, you just fall down to the pad and and you just you know and you but, really gotta hope that pad you were yeah you gotta it. play yeah and that's you gotta know and you don't push your boundaries when you're by yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not trying the hardest you shit like, you ever do do you wear like a helmet knee pads and elbow uh, pads no, i mean i don't no, think knee pads not are gonna for help you i don't know i'm just protection i never used to wear a helmet when i was younger but now we i wear helmets when i sport climb wow good yeah bouldering around bouldering around here's you have some pretty good stuff, like in the Papago Park, or you have some. There's a little area, bit here, right? yeah. There's some. There's some stuff. South Mountain has some stuff, and, and there's it's spread around here, but really Flagstaff. Mm. Flagstaff is like has a bunch of areas really? that are sick. There's really cool geology there, so you can have, you can be climbing on sandstone, limestone, basalt, and like those are granite, all different all. textures, yep. grips, all that exactly. kind of stuff. Exactly, different styles of climbing. You got, you know, sandstone is going to be like slopier, flatter, a lot more friction climbing. You get into the granite where there's a lot more cracks or kind of like little crimpy edges and stuff like that. So it just depends on, and the limestone is like really pocketed and it's like weird holds where you can like stick your fingers in things. That's insane. So it's, yeah, you have to so be super knowledgeable to be. Yeah, what you doing. you end up yeah. if you get into it and you start like reading it and like looking at stuff. You you learn a lot about rock. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I like and gear. Well, I love yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. I like and beer. Too. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you always. It seems so. We were joking or, or not joking around, but one thing that obviously Grace is into is astrology. Yeah. So we looked up your birthday and we looked up that you're a Libra, mm -hmm. and that means are you into that at all? A little I bit. I kind of know what's, at least yeah. like, kind of the baseline. Well, I was it, raised, like, my dad's very new. I think it goes with his energy, uh, kind of. Yeah. Amazing. And yeah. so, yeah, it goes with your adventure, but you're also very balanced. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that seemed to come up that one, 
one would label you a bit of an adventure junkie, adrenaline junkie. Yeah, definitely that. Right? But, yeah. but you are also yeah. very even keeled. Like, I've never mm. seen you, I don't want to say explode, but I've never seen you get into, like... Yeah, I bet it very, never happens. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're very But I'm not... It's very, yeah, it's very specific situations. Right? Like, yeah, I have to be prodded into that. And were you yeah. always that way, even not even grown up? Pretty like, much. I mean, like, even in college, I was really? pretty... Not, I mean, I definitely... Obviously, when you're younger, there's going to be more events like that. Totally. They're going to be, like, brought upon you know, different situations, whatever. But um, I've always just kind of been that way. Just kind of just, like, level. Yeah. You know? My dad... Um, he always said when I was a kid, he was like, you have good brain chemistry. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's what he I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good kind of play to brain yeah. chemistry. Yeah. That's Mine a good would one. be very off. <laughs> very off. Just a little bit. Yeah, we would yeah. definitely have that kind well, of Well, I mean, everyone's got their own little bad. I, I know. What was something, so you were talking about with your dad, he has like a new age science background, like for his practices. What was like your upbringing? Like, what did he teach you? Like where you came from and like how we came about here mm. as far as like heritage all? like with like family stuff or oh, as or far like, as like just, or just like spirituality like, kind of I mean, obviously he was very too. very spiritual out you know native american type mm. energy stuff like that was very much raised that way like we would cruise around with like tobacco and sudden give offerings and burn sage and Very like cool. yeah I was always always kind of like that with him Alex was not like that at all mm. he was kind of the other spectrum where he was like agnostic i guess where he didn't yeah. believe in anything which is kind of interesting because now he's like hardcore catholic oh but, wow. yeah. okay <laughs> yeah a little bit of a change yeah <laughs> i mean he he met a woman when i was a sophomore in high school he ended up remarrying her and she was mm. really religious and so he he kind of went Molded. down that path yeah. yeah and so but uh but yeah with my dad it was all very like energy and you know Give that and kind take. of stuff yeah for sure i mean yeah. so, assuming that you're living in those kind of areas mexico Middle of nowhere, yeah. Arizona. Now that I know what you're talking about, like <laughs> Alaska, even yeah, like very, you yeah. kind of have to be that um, ecosystem conscious. Yeah. Well, I'm very, saying it's his job too. Yeah. He's like very well that that too, that. yeah, for yeah. sure. And then and that Debbie was very much like that. And even Alex, Alex was actually so when he was assistant attorney general for the state of Alaska, he was part of the team of lawyers that sued Exxon for the oil spill. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, and play. so yeah, he was he was yeah involved in that whole thing. And so when they got the money he became one of the leads in appropriating the funds. Wow. So some trips, it was actually, I was pretty lucky in a lot of ways, but we had a 40-foot sailboat cool. So when I was growing up. And so we would take trips to go check out areas for possible uh, stuff, and they would buy, like, state parks. Oh, wow. And so we would go on these trips to go look at these different areas, mm. and there would just be, like, these sick trips out in the middle of, you know, nowhere in, like, All Alaska. around Alaska? Yeah. That's yeah. Go out to, like, you yeah. Crazy I know. I was like, you need to write a book, I feel yeah. like. I feel like... I've, th I've been told that before, and I've thought about it. Yeah, for sure. You've got some... What would be the adventures. title? I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's name. A, that's I think this is like one, the yeah. band name. We gotta, yeah, come, we gotta, over. gotta <laughs> come up with something. I think mental <laughs> yeah, chemistry. That's always so hard. Mental <laughs> chemistry yeah. is insane. Yeah. Mental good chemistry. Mental, mm, good that mental would be chemistry, really good. something like that. That's a, mm. a, kind of a good band name too. But. Something about wandering. I think we should start the band. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. um, so going into your thirties, going into your going into your thirties compared to going into your forties and early forties now, do you look back at those times and? I won't say regrets at all, but like just differences in who you are today versus then, or you kind of stay yeah. the same. It's, in some ways, I have, and it's interesting because I kind of went through similar things at the same time. Because like in that twenty nine, so two thousand, so like 
you know, the economy collapsed. I'd just gotten over a big relationship at that time mm. as well, starting with the band thing. And then again, in my forties, I had experienced like the same thing almost. Wow. Yeah. It was very similar in that, you know, ending a big relationship and like kind of thing where I think in my, when I turned 40, I definitely started becoming more kind of like focused on my spirituality again and stuff mm. and just understanding that I really needed to be out more mm. and that, that there was a part of me, even though that was okay with being where I was, that there was a part of me that was missing when I wasn't doing these other things that I kind of started rediscovering. Wow. And so that's mm. part of, that's another big part of the reason that I started going out so much. Yeah. And just going, going out, out traveling. Why yeah. Traveling yeah. and just spending out time out in the woods and, you know, and just, you know, crashing out there and yeah. biking I, and climbing. And are you, you know, traveling right now primarily by yourself or do you have like a group yeah, of people no, you meet? I do everything solo. That's crazy. Yeah. In a good way. I mean, yeah. The I mean, I go visit people. Totally. Is what yeah. I'm doing. Because I have a sister that lives in Canada, too. I have a half-sister. Yeah, my dad had a, a daughter when I was, like, 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, with a Canadian woman up there. Very cool. And so that was... I took that trip to Whistler, like, was to visit her. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because she yeah. lives right Those there. Those photos were really yeah. pretty. Oh, God. That area. So I pretty. recommend anybody, if you can get up to that area. Is that on and the east or west side? West. It's okay. Vancouver area. Got it. So... Like the BC area? Yeah. Got so it. she lives on an island called... Vinc uh, um, Cortez Island. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's like basically she <laughs> – there's a holistic resort on the island, and my dad was there with a friend of his, Andy Weil, who used to go visit this area. And um, actually, Andy, Andy owns true – no. Okay, sorry. Wild, not wild. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but Andy owns true food and, and Origins. Cool. Like, yeah, when I was a kid, he was just Andy. And like, uh, yeah, he's no, he's like Andy. this fucking big deal now. Like, yeah, that's yeah, insane. You still talk to him at all? Uh, my dad and him had a falling forth. out. Like, oh. I'm still like, I've like seen him and stuff. Like, I'm still cool with Andy, but like, you know, it's not like the family's close anymore. Got it. But yeah. yeah, there was actually a period of time where the second half of seventh grade and my first half of eighth grade, I was. Um, that was actually when like kind of the family kind of was splitting up mm -hmm. in Alaska, and kind of so my sister went to stay with my dad, and then um, then I went down there. And uh, he was living, he had a freaking house in the Copper Canyon area, which is basically like um, the Grand Canyon in Mexico, mm. where it's like, it's like bigger by volume, but not as deep. Mm. I think it's like a really big area. He had a like side canyon. He had a little hut there. And he had like a, like a native Mexican from Taramara family living in this house. And we used to stay in tents in the freaking orchard. And half the time I would be living in a tent down in Mexico. And then the other half I'd be in like Andy's mansion in like, Oh vale, gosh, Arizona. Yeah. Such yeah, dude. an it was... insane aspect on the world. Like, <laughs> dude, <you> really <laughs> it's have... weird, man. Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's, to... It gives you a different perspective for sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess what I was trying to allude at earlier is coming, being born from Arizona, you feel like in high school, and I'm assuming a lot of people can relate to this, the world is so um, vast that you're in high school. But for me, being in Cave Creek... And hearing your story, it's such a different world. <laughs> yeah. Like I know, like fishing to tents to huts to cabins. Like there's been a lot of yeah, a lot of movement. Did you ever feel like you um, in those times? Did you ever feel like you knew that this was off the beaten path to someone, or did it always just feel normal? Does that question make sense? Yes, because uh, I was aware that it was not like okay, straight cool. up. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. was, yeah, yeah, and it was not easy in a lot of the you know through those times for sure, especially when I was down there with my dad. Um, that shit was crazy. 
Yeah, like but, going uh, through all of that. I mean, yeah, it gives you again your brain chemistry is very good. Yeah, so I mean, was so right. yeah, I, I definitely like was able to kind of like get through it all right and everything. Yeah, and but um, you know, there was definitely an acknowledgement. But you know, it's weird because like I have a really analytical kind of brain mm. where it's always very just kind of like matter of fact about things. Yeah, where it's like this is not normal, this is whatever, but I am in this situation, so I'm just dealing with it. Yeah, totally. And that kind of thing, and kind of how I would go about. And that, I think it was very much kind of brought on with the way my dad was, because these are all very similar traits to the way he was. Yeah. Because he has a kind of a trippy thing. He was a, um, his dad was a famous doctor in New York. Holy And hell. his mom was actually, uh, she was like a supermodel. She was like Vogue. She used to hang out with like, um, who's the aviator? Uh, I don't uh, know. The movie The Aviator with Scorsese or whatever that was about that Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but that, he, played, yeah he played that yeah. guy. Yes. About. yeah, she gotcha. used to party with that guy. Howard wow. Hughes. Holy yeah, hell. and then then Catherine Hepburn. She's like yeah, oh, so she was like a full on like deal like back then. Wow. And so then they had the he, Westchester, New York, is where he's from. Holy shit. Yeah, and then uh, but he's like the black sheep of the family. He like totally just like marine biology. Yeah, marine yeah. Biology. he just like went to Mexico, <laughs> living in and a hut, go, whatever. Yeah, yeah. and just traveling by himself all the time. He's done a ton of crazy stuff like that. Do you we know your grandparents? We should definitely yeah. have him on. Yeah. You, I would love you that. Would, you and him yeah, would be dude, really cool to have on. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, that's one of the big goals for my personal family. But I really want to have other families do that. No, I would be interested because i've wanted to talk right to so one of the episodes we just had recently with a girl named kenna she's 19 and, and we don't know her she didn't know us she met us through instagram, instagram. Oh, cool. totally willing to come out and sit in a room just like you at are. a stranger's yeah. house right that's, i appreciate that's it cool. so yeah. we were kenna. joking around like maybe we should tell her to bring a friend but she's so open like let's just keep going and do you want another one is mm -hmm. that one open can you grab one more white call please yeah. um and so her mom showed up and by the end of it, she's talking and we're asking her mom questions and Kenna may or may not know that answer. So it's cool oh, wow. from yeah. being about, because knowing what your dad was doing at 29 probably is a crazy trip compared to what you know him as yeah. someone else, right? Yeah, for And sure. so it's so wild to be able to see one of the things that I want to do is have my sister who's five years older than me and then my dad who, again, wasn't in our lives a lot, but now very much is. Right. And then our his dad died, I think, a year or two ago. Hmm. But his mom is still alive. Yeah. And so I would love to have all four of us on. That and would be cool. Not yeah. go, like, there's a lot of deep stuff that we could talk about. But I just want to know, like, my grandma was born, or my grandma was married at 15 to my grandfather Whoa. at 19 mm. in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. That's old school. Where, like, yeah. the train tracks were where they decided... Who you're oh, yeah. to you know, like for what sure. was happening. Yeah, yeah. He was, no, they're drawing some. Like, he was on the, the nicer side. She no, she was, was on she the was nicer, on the nicer side, side yeah. and he wasn't. Oh, like it's just a great, yeah, crazy yeah. scenario. So to be able to have yeah. that kind of dichotomy and that kind of exploration between yeah. parents would be so crazy. Yeah, especially um, from you know this area too, because there's a lot of crazy history here. Insane mm -hmm. to be able yeah. to go through it. Mm -hmm. um, did you know your grandparents at all? So I know my grandma. Cool. Is she still alive? No, she's passed away. Got it. But uh, yeah, for years she lived in the Opera Plaza in Ow. San Francisco. Oh my so God. I used to stay with Marie. onion, just keep peeling her back, baby. Dude, like I think I'm yeah, like, I, found I would it all, go but... hang out and like, yeah, she lived like literally next to the Capitol building, mm. and on Golden Gate and Van Ness, and uh, yeah, I would go hang out with them, and then I would just walk down Market Street, cruise down to Pier Forty Nine. Okay, right. question. Do you, who do you look more like, your dad's side or your mom's side? Um, I look a lot like my dad. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then would you say you look more like your grandfather or your grandmother on your dad's side? I think my grandmother, because my my grandfather was very English. He had like big features, mm. kind of like mm. big and stuff. And I have like kind of smaller feature stuff. You're a but supermodel. So you, I was gonna yeah. say you're an attractive man, so you have you could model. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I get good. it. I get yeah. it. All right, so we covered a lot. Yeah. There's a lot more, obviously, that I we're yeah. gonna have to have a part two. Part two. We'll do. Absolutely <laughs> have that. Okay. Um, yeah. One of the questions that I always like asking, kind of wrapping things up, because it's already been an hour and twenty minutes. Five minutes? Yeah. yeah. 15. Insane, right? It goes yeah. by in a blast. Right. Um, so thinking about your 29 to 30, 39 to 40, and I'm going to ask the question, but 49 to 50, do you think about where you would like to be or I understand you're very in the moment, which I absolutely yeah. love, but do you ever thought about like in the next few years or kind of where yeah, you want to sure. go? Because it seems like you kind of are going through a little bit of a transition yeah. in the last two or three years. Well, and years, I'm very so. much like trying to get it in while I can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while the body's still allowing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's definitely one of the, yeah, that's, that's like not an accident. Any, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. right now been? I can do whatever the hell I want. Like, yes. Totally. So it's yeah. like, I just go with it. But so like, maybe in a, in a more um, refined question, like any adventures you'd like to take that you haven't taken or places that you have, you really want to go. Definitely want to go to Australia. Hell That's yeah. always been super high on that my list. That flight is so yeah, long. It would That's, be such a Just do go. some like, I feel like. Yeah, if probably go, if you pop around right. a little bit more, that would probably be better. Travel. You could, well, you could go to Southern Mexico and then from there it's probably at least, you know, take 10 hours off. Oh, of wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, okay. so yeah, like, I was going to say, though, mm. hashtag uh, shout out to my older sister. They're on their way there tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Who? Actually, my yeah. Debbie, my uh, mom to from Alaska. Australia. Yeah. She's going there for a Yeah, trip. they're there because uh, my brother-in-law's best friend lives there. So he goes like once or twice a year. Who are you talking so, to? Ashley. There's a, there's a oh, full eclipse right. down there. Yeah. Oh. There's a, that would there's be a full incredible. eclipse. That's why they're going. That and actually, so cool. next year, there's going to be one 2024 in Mazalan. So I'm going to go down there. Where's Mazalan? Mazatlan. Where is that? It's uh, like southern. Right next to Mount Lemmon. Come on, baby. Miami, Arizona. <laughs> it's like a tourist town down to Mexico, like 12 hours south wow. or something like that. So, yeah, um, I was going to say, look. What is a, a full eclipse? What's a full solar eclipse? So, oh, go ahead. What's a. What I feel like I've seen a solar eclipse before. Yeah, you know, it's when the, like, the Earth's shadow blocks yes. out the sun and then it just like radiates yeah. fire. You can look so, at yeah. it. It's Why like a black is a orb. full eclipse different than a normal eclipse? Because if it's because there's a, most of the times it only covers it up partially. Oh, god. And it. so you'll have like these like shadows over the sun. Oh, shit. You're good. And then, um, They'll, they'll kind of like block out parts of it. But when it does a full solar eclipse, it actually completely blots it out. Mm -hmm. oh, and wow. then you can actually see the sun's corona being like around, being yeah. around the edge of wow. it. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I've seen two. And, and, yeah. And so no once way. when I was a kid, my dad was, we were down in Mexico and I saw one. And then in uh, 2021, no, it must have been 2018 or 19 or something around there. Um, yeah, it was pre COVID. There was a one and that was just directly north of us. So I went up to Idaho and I saw it. Holy shit. So yeah. cool. I feel like um, I definitely have put a welding mask on and looked at the sun before. So when it does the right? full solar, you can take it off and look at it without anything. Wow. Yeah. 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 And then it's just freaking insane because the corona looks white. So it's like a black dot with white fire like around it. And there's actually parts of it whenever you see the videos that you can't see on camera. And there's like these freaking crazy ray things that are kind of like radiating off the edge of it 
that look almost like these wisps of rainbow that Whoa. kind of like That's move so cool. out there from like the on sun, the outside. Assuming, right? Yeah, yeah was... like you see the corona and like the yeah. flame kind of going around it, but then even outside of that, there's like more like visual stuff. You know, it's it's very I'm very. Into what have stuff. you seen in the sky in Alaska? <laughs> Northern Lights. You've that. But have you seen like gnarly like flying stuff at all? Like have you ever gone down? Like have you seen like something like shoot across the sky? Not like so much like a flying star, but I'm going to UFOs. Yeah, he's trying to go oh, without okay. saying it. Yeah, I want to go down that path. Um, so actually, <laughs> yeah. the weirdest ones I've had are here. Really? Yeah, in Arizona. Wow. Yeah, I saw one with my buddy when we were up in Payson that we could not tell what it was. We couldn't, like... Holy crap. Describe what it was. And like, I feel like you're well versed in yeah. flying things in the sky. Totally. Yeah, so yeah, and like, I'm like, I was a nut. I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I was a little kid. So wow. I used to be like a nut with planes and all sorts of stuff. And so and and I'm like my uh my uncle is an architect, but his uh specialty is um astron astronomy kind of stuff. And he designed um his he has a company called Monoptech that designs like housing for telescopes. Oh and so, God. yeah, we you know so, yeah. you should you should have started this podcast and talked about your family because it's absolutely <laughs> insane. Oh, my so, God. Well, I definitely need a second time. With yeah, you. we will. Yes. This is and how do we get, sure. we gotta get dad here? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Is there oh, anything yeah. you want to plug your Instagram? Your um, biking, band anything? Name. No, I mean, you know, I mean, we still we still copper right now. Just the punk band that we're, we're just kind of like working away on stuff. But oh, I'm, yeah. right now I'm, I have some things kind of. In the percolating underneath that are Hell kind yeah. of working on they're actually more like acoustic stuff and other kind of Hell yeah. Well, I'm so thankful for yeah. this. Yeah. It's Thank so you. crazy. The truly the ultimate goal of this whole thing is to have this kind of conversation. Known you for 3 years. Would say it's a little bit less than surface, but obviously yeah. when we're partying, yeah. the Jarvis, no, you don't get into we, this kind of conversation. Yeah. Grace will always. I was going to say I will. I've gotten to these all the yes. time. <laughs> I go. I go dark. This is a review session for Grace, not for me. But this was awesome, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Cheers. Um, thank you yes. so much. Cheers. cheers. Thanks for having me. Yes. We'll cheers. Thank you for holding your mic, yes, producer. Thank, thank you so much. I love you guys. Wrap it up. We're good. And I broke the mic. Just like that, everyone, wrapping up session 10. It is absolutely insane that I just said that because it is session 10 and we're not stopping here. We're rolling into session 11 quickly. And as I always say, please, please check us out on Instagram. Uh, we're doing a lot of good content there. It's really fun to be able to kind of show everyone uh, our content outside of just the audio format. So again, that is at my age pod, P-O-D. Definitely go check that out. Other than that, we will be back in the next few days with session 11, and then we're rolling straight into 12, and we're going to keep this train moving. Thank you all so much for listening. Talk to you soon.